0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Back in 1983, Gina and I graduated from Bible school, and I was only 24 years old, but we came back here to start believers, and Gina grew up in Chicago. I grew up here in Trumbull County, and she lived with my grandma, I lived with my parents, and we started with a Bible study. We, only, we did it four weeks, and I found a building within four weeks. I wouldn't recommend that, and, uh, but, but we rented this school and on the west, northwest side of Warren. It's the old McCuffey School. They had it boarded up, so we rented the whole building. Now they tore that down, and they built a new one. It's a beautiful new school, and our first Sunday, we were five weeks into it, I did one advertisement. I put one ad in the Warren Tribune, and back then there was no internet, so everybody read the newspaper, but one ad, new church beginning, and, uh, and, and that was it, and we started on a Sunday, and we had 100 show up on the first Sunday, which blew every gasket I had. And we kept growing every Sunday after that. And we just exploded in growth. And I had pastor friends ask me, hey, would you come speak at this pastor's conference? And would you tell us how you did it? And I remember looking at Gina saying, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how any of this happened. And I chalked it up to the grace of God, which it's always the grace of God. But there were some principles I was doing that I didn't even know I was doing. And in case you don't know this, if you went to Bible school, you know this. They don't teach you how to start churches in Bible school. They teach you the Bible. And so I I had no clue what to do, but I did some things by mistake or uh, I just did them naturally. And there's two things you have to do for a church to grow. I found this out about a decade later. And one of them is you have to cash... Cast vision. The pastor has to be flooded with vision and he just has to put that vision out. So I'm in Bible school and I'm in a class that was kind of boring to me because the teacher was boring. And and so I'm just sitting there and I'm daydreaming. And I thought, what can I name the church I'm going to start? So I came up with Believers Christian Fellowship. Uh, years ago, we changed it, made it a little shorter Believers Church. And, and then I thought, well, why am I going back? They didn't teach us to have a vision. I just thought, why am I going back? What am I going to do? And, and I m- created this vision that I just It it, it was all I thought about, and it was not great. Uh, There were no creative teams back then, and it just wasn't anything great, but because it was a passion, it worked. And I thought I'd let you just see, this is the first vision of Believer's Church, preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and teaching Believer's to walk in newness of life. It came out of the King James, it came from two scriptures. And of course it was scriptural, right? Jesus said, go on all the world and share the good news about me. And And then he said, make disciples. And that's what it is to walk in newness of life. But here's what happened. I came out every week, all the time. I met people in the lobbies. We didn't have lobbies, we had hallways. But I'd meet them wherever it was. And I'd say, yeah. And I'd get up here and I'd say, hey, we're preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to teach believers to walk into this life. People figured out what it was and it just dozed out of my pores. And I didn't realize that there was really amazing power that's in vision. And when people hook up with it, it's, it's amazing. I'll share that first before we get into specific vision today. And then we had to one big connect group. I, we didn't know what connect groups were, but we did a Wednesday night service. We had about a third of our church camp come and I taught more Bible school style at that service. And I went over fifth or over an hour for each lesson. But then I hung out for another hour and just talked to people, and then I'd make coffee with people and I did what Connect groups do, and I just had my own connect group, but it was for the whole church at that time. And I was connecting people, I was raising leaders up and I'd meet someone and say, Hey, you'd be good here, you'd be good there, and it was amazing amazing. That's how the church grew and that's how the church always grows. But now we understand it back then. We didn't. Other people might have, but I sure didn't. And so here's my big idea for this lesson. Here's what I want us to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. It goes like this, guys. There's power in God's passion. Now, God's passion is God's vision. Whatever God wants, whatever his vision is for the church or back in Bible days for the the nation of Israel, his vision was his passion. So there's power in God's passion. For Israel, what was the passion of God? What was the vision of God? There's the land of Canaan. I'm gonna give it to you. And everywhere that your feet tread, it belongs to you. And God talked about it all the time. Moses talked about it all the time. Joshua talked about it all the time. It's the vision of God and there's power in it. So true story, guys. Gene and I, the first week of January, went to visit my two aunts in California, and uh, I left right after a sunday service so and then we got there at three a m Eastern Standard Time. And my first night of sleep was terrible. And then I got up, went to see my aunt. We stayed there till nine. And I told my aunts, I just got to go sleep. So I go to the hotel. I go to bed at 9 p.m. And I wake up at 12.30 a.m. Not p.m., 12.30 a.m. And I'm wide awake and Gina's having this beautiful sleep. And so I thought, I'll get up and work. And so every day, every day, here's what I do. When I wake up in the morning, I have my Devo's. But one of my part of my devo is I preach the message I'm going to preach that weekend. So I thought, let me preach. It was lesson two of this series. I said, let me preach that. And I preached that. I had to do it in a bathroom because Gina's sleeping. But it was awkward, but it worked. And and so I did it. I did it. And then I'm still wide awake. So I said, let me work. And I began to work, and I worked till 8.30 a.m. Without even knowing it, I was working on these notes. And, And so I'm working and working and working. And then... I tried to go to sleep, I get under the covers and I can't. So I thought Gina's up, she's gonna do her devos and she's gonna work out in the room. So I said, I'll go to Starbucks. So I go to Starbucks and and I'm sitting there and I'm falling asleep. I'm falling asleep. I said, now I'm I'm able to sleep now. So so I I don't drink regular coffee. You may not know that about me. I love coffee, but I drink decaf. And I've had people say, if you're gonna drink decaf, why drink it at all? Well, because I love the taste of coffee. I'm really a true coffee lover because I drink it and it's decaf. But I can't drink caffeine. Here's why. If I have one cup of coffee, it's 6 a.m., just one, I will fall asleep at nine or ten, but I'll wake up in an hour and I'll stare at ceilings till 3 a.m. in the morning. So I have to stay away from caffeine and coffee. So I'm sitting here falling asleep and I thought, I should just get a regular coffee, just for today. And so I get up and, and I say, what's your dark roast? And I get a venti, 20 ounces. And I drank a like 20 ounce, I haven't had caffeine in my body for so long. And I got halfway through that and I was like, mm, I'm feeling good. And I'm like, whoo, and I worked like crazy. And I finished that first venti and I thought, why not? Let's get another one. And I got a second one. I was like, whoo, I'm like this. My aunt had so, we had so much fun at my aunt's. And uh, so, There is power to surge through my being. Now, I share that story to say this. That's exactly what happens to you, not in your body, but from the inside out when you plug into God's passion. I mean, it's that strong. You know, the Bible says... We're getting older on the outside, we're slowing down, but our inner man is renewed day by day. And the greatest power comes inside of us when we hook up to the passion of God as individuals and also as corporate church. So here's what happens when the church or an individual Christian hooks into the very passion of God. Take a look at this, real simple, we're unstoppable. Did you know Jesus said the church would be unstoppable if it's plugged into his vision? And you're unstoppable. Doesn't mean we won't have trouble. It means that no matter what comes our way, we will overcome it. We will walk through it and we will be unstoppable. Here's Jesus saying it. You ready? Matthew 16, 18. You are Peter, a stone. But upon this rock, the Greek word there for rock is like rock of Gibraltar, this big rock. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And Jesus is referring to what happened a couple of verses up. He said, guys, who do people say I am? Peter goes, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, man, flesh and blood, people didn't reveal that to you. God showed you that. And now he's saying, that's the rock. He says, on the rock of the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, I will build my church. And so that's how we become Christians. Jesus is the foundation. But here's what we really want. You guys ready? And all the powers of hell shall not prevail against it. Now think about that. Hell is referring to the devil and all his helpers, but you know, they'll also cause this broken world to come against us. The apostle Paul said, there's a messenger of Satan, one of his lower guys that was assigned to me and he's been buffeting me and buffeting me with problems. So Paul talked about being shipwrecked, being beaten with rods, People are persecuting them, chasing them out of cities. You know, the enemy was behind much of that, not to mention this crazy world that we live in, right, guys? So here's what Jesus said. He said, no matter what comes at you, you will prevail. And this is what Paul wrote about us that are hooked into the passion of God, the vision of God, and, and, and about churches that are hooked into the passion. So listen to this, Second Corinthians 4, 8. He said, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, and just imagine a vice. You know how the vice has two sides and you tighten it? Well, he's he's painting a picture of a vice, but this one's coming from all angles. Did you ever feel that way? And he's and life just comes at us and it tries to crush us. It tries to crush everything about us. And he said, no, if you're hooked into the passion of God, you're a child of God, it will not crush you. That means you'll break loose. And then he goes on and says this, I love it. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. you know what it means to be perplexed? man, God, I don't know why this happened. God, I don't know why it's taken so long. God, why why is this? Why aren't you doing that? That's called perplexed. And you know what he said? Even when I'm perplexed, I'm not despaired. You know why he wasn't despaired? You know why we'll not be despaired? Because we just trust God. We know God's gonna come through. And if we don't understand it, it doesn't matter. God's coming through. And then he says this. He says, I'm persecuted. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. And I like that. If you live on this life, Earth, you're going to have storms hit you. You're going to have valleys that you walk through. But notice what it says. We're we're not abandoned because the Bible promises that God walks through everything with us. You know, the Bible says God has you by his right hand. You may not feel it, but he has you. You know, he paints this beautiful image. He says that the waters try to drown you. That's just all the troubles of life. He says, I'm going to hold your head up above the waters. And he's just letting us know, I am always there. I will never let you go. And I love this last one, guys. You ready? Struck down, but not destroyed. I like that. You know what it means to be struck down? You knock back on your fanny. Have you ever been knocked back on your fanny? Pastors, you guys, well, uh, pastors that listen online, guys, Sometimes our churches get knocked on their fannies, right? We were knocked on our fanny 10 years ago, but guess what? We're up and we're stronger and better than we've ever been. And pastors, God wants to do that for your church. He wants to do it for you and I as individual Christians. Oh yeah, this world will knock us on our fanny. God's like, come on, I want to raise you up from the ashes and I want to take you to the next level. And you, you need to know that. Some of you have been knocked down. Right now, you're, you're, you're knocked down. You're struck down back on your, your, your fanny and you're thinking, my life is over. Nothing will ever be the same. No, it will not only be the same, it will be better because that's what God does. He takes us back up and he wants to do that. And hooking into the vision of God enables that to happen in each and every one of our lives. So I want to tell you a story about an Old Testament guy. His name's Caleb. And uh, this is a, an amazing story. And, and many of you know this, some of you don't. Oftentimes, natural things in the Old Testament are meant to happen to us spiritually. So you're going to see that uh, Caleb had this really supernatural ability physically. And, and, and that, not that God won't help us physically, but I, I want you to see that that's what he'll always do for us from the inside out, just empower us. So Caleb was 40 years old and Joshua. They were buddies when God delivered Israel from Egypt. 40-year-old guys. And uh, then they're in the wilderness and Moses sent the 12 spies out. And two of them were Caleb and Joshua. So they went and spied out the land of Canaan, the promised land, and they came back and 10 spies gave a bad report or an evil report. and, And their facts were accurate. It's just what they did with the facts. They said, you know, the land is amazing. The fruit is big. Look, we brought some fruit back and it's just lush and green and we'll be able to grow crops. And then they said, there's walled cities and these people are dug in. And none of that was bad. But then they went on to say, And we are like grasshoppers in their sight. And God called that a bad report because all of Israel became negative and stirred up like, oh no, they're gonna destroy us. And, And then Caleb and Joshua came out and they said, you know what? There are giants in the land, but God's on our side and they're going to become our breakfast. We're going to eat them up like they're nothing. And Israel went with the 10 and not the two. So God said, guys, you're going to have to wander in the wilderness 40 years. Only Caleb and Joshua and Moses will make it into the promised land. And that whole generation died off over 40 years. You know what that's a type and shadow of? You and I renewing our mind and you and I thinking a different way. And when you and I renew our minds and think a different way, and then we're able to grab on and accomplish everything God's called us to do. So now these guys were 80 when they crossed the Jordan and, and they marched around Jericho, Caleb and Joshua. Then uh, it took five years and now Caleb's 85 and he's coming to Joshua who took over from Moses and just watch what happens. This is amazing. Joshua 14:10. Caleb speaking to Joshua. Now, as you see, from that time until now, the Lord has kept me alive and well for all these 45 years since crossing the wilderness. And today I'm 85 years old. Listen to this. Verse 11, I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent us on that journey and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. He says, I'm 85 and I can fight as good as when I was 40. Now, I'm not gonna promise you that physically for us, but God's just painting a picture for us, right? And not that he can't help us and, and, and bless us physically, but this is how we should be inside. Our inner man should be becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. There's power when we plug into God's passion, right guys? So now listen, listen listen to what he was plugged into, listen to what he requests. He's going to ask him if he can take this high ground, the tribe that it was given to was afraid to, and he says, I want to take it. And and this, you, you know, in a battle, the high ground, whoever's on the high ground has the advantage, but then these also were really incredible, incredibly powerful people, but I want you to hear what Caleb said, it goes on like this. So I'm asking that you give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. Now he's saying, they don't want it, I'll take it. He promised it to Israel, nobody wants it. Their tribe doesn't want it, my tribe wants it. And so he goes on and says, you will remember that as spies, this is when they were 40, Josh and Caleb, we found the Anakin living there. So now he's telling us who's there. That's why no one wanted to go up there. uh, In great walled cities, but if the Lord is with me, which he knew he was, he said, I shall drive them out of the land. Now, this is crazy. Some of you know who the Anakin are, some of you don't. They were a race of giants. And this happened twice in the Bible. Once before the flood, once after the flood, these angels said, you know what? We're going we're to come into the earth and we're going to let people see us. And they found the women of the earth beautiful. So they had relations with women of the earth. And the Bible says they gave birth to supernatural people. It actually says that. These people were half angel and half human. And so take a look at the Avengers, the Hulk, uh, Superman, all these guys. These guys would have been Way tougher than them. They're half angel. I want you to think about that. So, and this is where a lot of Greek mythology comes from. I'm not saying it's true, but these are the stories where they came from because of this. And so, Goliath, who David defeated, These were his ancestors. And so you know it was dumbed down. Every time it was human to human, that angel was dumbed down a little, and yet they were still amazing. Goliath was nine feet tall. These guys are probably taller. They're nine foot tall, supernatural strength. Uh, Their armor is over 200 pounds. Can you imagine toughest guys today? That would be hard for them to walk around with 200 pounds of armor. Their spearhead was 25 pounds. So everybody, you can think of a 25-pound dumbbell, right? That's about my max right now for curls, 25 pounds. And just think about that. They put it on the end of their spear. They could pick the spear up in the middle. And just, I I don't even know how I do that. But then they could throw it 100 yards accurately. That's supernatural strength. So Caleb says, yeah, the Anakin are there. And they're in walled cities. They have the advantage. So I can take them. And Joshua said, go get him, buddy. 85. He said, okay, I'm going to get him. And, and he goes up to get him. Man. Do you know he whooped their dupas? He whooped their dupas. And, and he took the land. That's absolutely amazing. And God's painting a picture to you and I. There's power in God's passion. So I want you guys to get ready to hook into the very passion of God because there's power. Many of you have felt it because you're hooked in. Others, you're going you're gonna to feel it for the first time. It's absolutely amazing. So. Like a state of the union, this is a state of the church address. First, I want to just reminisce and just celebrate for a moment. And I thought I'd just talk for a minute about the 210 initiative. We did that five and a half, six years ago. And our goal was to raise 800000 so we could renovate the student side of of, of believers. And man, I want to thank uh, Pastor Ryan and Kristen and Terry and all our B-Kids juniors here in the Warren campus. I want to thank the children's ministers, uh, the b beast BC- BC uh, Kids Junior and Boardman. You guys do an amazing job. And guys, can we just for a moment give it up for them say thank you for how you're helping our children and growing our children? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, the, the reason I brought this up as part of that 800,000, we took a small percentage. We used it to launch Boardman, and that's, that's pretty cool. So uh, I thank you guys. Many of you were here. Uh, part of the 80 that planted Boardman from here, you guys gave big to it. Thank you guys for giving. And so I'm going to share uh, just, just some incredible news with you and just help you see what God's doing in Boardman. And, and we're going to celebrate here in Warren. So guys, let me just give you the history. Boardman, BC Boardman started weekly gatherings in September 2017 with 80 people. The majority of them went here for decades. They drove from Mahoning County. And some of them came just two years before they heard we were starting the church and they became part of this church just to become part of the team. And 80 people... What happened here is we call that a soft launch, and they just began to do services in this small room and build the teams. We didn't advertise it, but they would tell their friends, and it grew even then. Get a hold of this. Bourbon officially launched in September 2018 and ended the year averaging 220 people per weekend. That's, that, that's like in 15 months. And we're going to clap later, so don't clap yet. That's blowing it up. That's amazing. And then Borman officially launched a third service Saturday night in, uh, in September 2019. That was last year. And this is a good time in case you've never been to a church that does multiple services. We do Saturday night, two Sundays. Borman started their Saturday night last September. Let me tell you why we do it and what's it all about. Um, every Every church in Northeast Ohio has a sweet spot on Sunday. That's where the most people will come. It's either 10.30, 10.45, or 11. That's the sweet uh, spot. So you do church at that time, you'll have your biggest crowd. That's where the majority of people wanna come. And uh, that will always be your biggest service. This is a very cold, snowy weekend, and we still have an incredible crowd here at our 10.45. I know Boardman will too. And once a church service gets up to 80% filled, it will stop growing because visitors will come in. Even though there's 20% seats, they will think there's no room for me. Or if a parking lot is 80% capacity, visitors will stop coming. We know this, experts will tell you this. So then you say, Well, I have to start another service. So we started with one, and then we started our 9 a.m. Borman started with two because we just we we knew that room, we had to do two services for it. And uh, and and so you always have less in that ancillary service. And then we added a Saturday night bourbon. We've had one here forever now. And that's always, it's always a smaller crowd. So what we do is we rope off. It doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong. There's just less people that like those times, but we keep growing those services too, which is amazing. So uh, you'll see us rope off in those services. And, and, and the only reason is so we can push everybody up and make the room smaller. And if you like the back row and you come to the nine or the Saturday, can I say to you, there'll always be a back row if you rope off, there's always a back row. When I go to big pastors' conferences, you know where I sit. I sit in the back row. I love back rows. And Gina wants to go to the front. I go, no, I want to sit back here in the back row. And so I can see everything, and then I can see anything wrong that goes on. I can, I'm prepared for it, right? So, so that's what's happening. So uh, the Saturday night will never be all the way full. The 9 a.m., but we're making room. And so Borman had to do that. Now, guys, get a hold of this. Borman officially launched a third service Saturday night in September 2019. And then listen, Borman is currently averaging 315 to 350 people on a weekend. Borman warned TC. I think we need to celebrate that. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Woo! It's, it's amazing. Now, this is not about numbers, numbers help us know how we're doing but here's what you wanna know about believers and how we think. We know that every name has a story and we know that every story matters to us and every story matters to God. And so this is about names with stories and names that we love and God cares about. So that's why we we say, hey, are we growing? That's important to us. Are we growing? Why? Because we wanna meet and reach more people. So guys, I wanna give you, uh, specific vision for the Borman and Warren campus. We like to say we move at the speed of our resources. And there's two resources there's people, there's money, and this one is people. And I just, I just want to encourage you to listen up. Borman and Warren, we, we need this to happen in both our campuses. And then I'm going to be specific for Borman, and then I'll be specific for Warren. But here's the first thing this is what we're believing and we're striving for in 2020. We want to double the amount of connect group leaders, both in Warren and in Boardman. We want to double that amount, guys. And, and this is where big church becomes small. This is where disciples are made, and it's absolutely amazing and powerful. So if you're interested, I'm going to talk about it for a moment. You can just email my wife at C. at believers.cc. And listen up now. I'm going to talk about one more thing we want to see. You'll hear it in a moment. But for both categories, there are some of you that are really frustrated right now with your spiritual walk. And you're not sure why. Sometimes we blame our mates. Sometimes we blame our kids. Sometimes we blame our boss. Sometimes we blame our pastors. And guys, guys, listen, listen. You may be stagnant spiritually because you have a gift that you need to plug into a vision. And once you do, you're going to empower yourself. It's going to be amazing. And some of you have a leadership gift and and you could lead a connect group. Now we'll train you. You might say, well, what kind of connect group would I lead? What's your passion? You can do any passion you have. And so we'll help you with all that. And I just want to encourage you. I know God's speaking to hearts in Borman and in Warren that, hey, I, I need to step up and I need to take the next step and I need to become a leader. And some of you might be sitting here saying, I really like connect groups, but I'm not, that's leadership is not my thing. You know what else we need? We need host homes. Let me let me tell you a story. Here in Warren, we bought a school, and and so we have always had all these classrooms, but In Boardman, you didn't have that luxury, so you guys have been using coffee shops and homes, and we noticed just talking to Pastor Graham and Joe and Aaron over there, we notice that it's just working remarkably well and it even has more impact when you're in a home. And so here, guess what happened? We ran out of rooms. So we're gonna have to take that next step and begin to use homes and and more coffee shops as, as we double these connect groups, right? So some of you may have a nice home that can host and I wanna encourage you, let us know Email Gina and say, hey, I have a home, and then we'll hook you up with a leader, and then God will do all the rest when people come to those connect groups. Now, here's, here's the second thing we, we, need, we, we need to do. It's a vision for 2020. It's people resource, and it goes like this. We want to increase the amount of volunteers, both Boardman and Warren, and volunteering could be connect group leader. It could be connect group host, but then it can be just Anything. And listen, some of you are frustrated because you have a gift that you've not used. And once you plug into vision, you're going to feel fulfilled. And life's just going to look better because you're fulfilled. So can I ask you to just take a moment, Borman Warren TCI, think about your passion and your giftings. There are some of you, I, I know you, I see you. You are so gifted. You can walk in a lobby and you can meet strangers and you can connect and make them feel so good about themselves. You're just good at it. I'm pretty good at it, but I see people that are even more skilled than I am. I've never met a stranger, so I'm good at that, but some of you are just the same. And I just want you to imagine you're in our lobbies with our host green shirts on, and new people are coming in and you're just smiling and saying hi and you're gonna give them a touch to where they might leave and say, Pastor Joe was okay, but I love what happened in the lobbies. I'm gonna come back and you can connect them. It's amazing. But then some of you have other gifts. Some of you are skilled with singing and playing. Some of you are skilled with video. Some of you are skilled with tech. And I wanna ask you a question. Why not hook up and plug into God's passion which is reaching people? And that's what we do. And you might say, Pastor Joe, it just seems like you have enough people in Boardman or in Warren. Well, we, we always need more people. You know why? We have another vision. I'm not even talking about it today. It's to launch more campuses. And so we're always asking who's the next worship leader that we can raise up? Who's, who's the next text leader, or video leader? We, just, we know we have to raise up teams and some of them will go like they want to Boardman. I mean, we, we sent some incredible leaders to Boardman in that area and just ask. them, What what am I gifted at? And begin to volunteer in that area. Some of you, and I love to mention this just so you guys hear this, are are really good with security. Maybe you're ex-military, maybe you're ex-law enforcement, maybe you're current. And you see our security in Borman Warren, but let me tell you, there's security you don't see and you don't want to mess with those guys but they're they're around and they're here to help us if something goes bad and and we could use more i want to uh, we we got your children covered we got it covered but I, w- I just feel we need more and and so maybe that's who you are maybe you're gifted with kids maybe you're gifted with students uh, whatever it is volunteer in that area plug into the passion of god and you'll never ever be the same. So if you want to plug in, I'm going to give a plug to what we call Growth Track. And you know how our mission is? We want to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. Growth Track is about you discovering your purpose. We test you. We help you find your gifts. And then we also want to give you an opportunity to make a difference using your gift. And you might say, why do I have to go through growth track? Well, part of that is to help you discover who you are and what you are. But also we want you to know our building. And uh, when visitors come in, we want you to know where every room is. So we'll take you around and we'll, we'll let you know how everything works on a weekend. So you, you can actually be a blessing to any new person that walks in. So guys... This is exciting vision, and I just think we should say thank you, God, for what we have. I think some of you should say thank you, God, that there's opportunity for me. And Borman Warren TCI, can we give it up and just say thank you, God, for what's happening in 2020? Because, man, if we're going to mature people in Christ, the volunteer, is it's, it's just going to be a blessing as we just go on. So, Borman, I'm going to become specific now for you. And Warren, we're going to celebrate with them, then we'll come back to us. But Borman, here's something we want to begin to get ready for in 2020. We're not going to do it in 2020, but we're going to begin the process, and it's this, to expand uh, the expansion of BC Borman's facility. You haven't grown out of your facility yet. We're not going to build anything yet, but I have learned, here's some mistakes I made as a young pastor. For 20 years, I made this mistake. Uh, I didn't get out there with vision quick enough, and then I was always catching up. So I've learned, put vision out there before you know it, and then find a baby step that you can take to get you a part way there. So I'll give you a baby step in a moment. But let me tell you the Boardman story. We found this building on uh, uh, West Western Reserve Road and. We felt good about it, but here's the problem. We looked at it and we thought we can't expand it because there's not enough land. But then we knew there was property on the left side and on the right side. And We thought, well, we just felt good. We prayed it through and we thought, you know what? Maybe we can just buy some property and we'll be able to expand. But we thought worst case scenario, We'll just turn this into a student uh, facility and we'll buy property and build somewhere else. Well, after we get in there, to our surprise, the person that owns the house on the left, so if you're driving in, it's the one on the left. If you're driving out today, it's the one on the right. They approached us and said, hey, I want to get rid of this house. You guys want to buy it? We said, that depends on the bank. So, uh, but first we went to an architect and we said, if we own the three acres that come with this house, this three acres, can we expand? And, and they did a little drawing for us. They said, yeah, this is what you can do. And we loved what we could do. So we got a deal with the owner. The bank financed it. Guys, listen to this. Two renters in that house, their rent pays the mortgage on that property. And whenever a church has someone else paying their mortgage on a piece of property, I think we should give it up just for that because that's amazing. Woo. Now, so... It's in the future, Pastor Graham, Pastor Joe, they're gonna talk to you and and cast this. But uh, I wanna give you just a little quarter step in a moment, but I thought... um Let's just, let's just take a look. These are concepts. This is actually the blueprints is actually exactly what it will look like. So take a look at this blueprint, uh, Borman and Warren and, and, and the new part is red. So what's circled in red is the addition. What's not circled in red, you can see that's your current facility. And a lot of your, a lot of your, uh, sanctuary will become lobby and classrooms. It's a beautiful facility. You'll see pictures in your lobby. You'll see more of it, guys. And, and then look at the second one. Now, do you see the parking lots that are circled in red on your left? That's the three acres that we were able to purchase. And that we wouldn't have had enough parking They would not allow us to build it without that. There's no house there because eventually we'll have to tear the house down, but it was worth the property, let me tell you. And guys, then, then we go on and you see the third one, and this is a back view, just a concept drawing, guys, of what Borman's gonna look like. And and then the fourth one is the front view, the concept drawing, you see your car port there. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited about this. Can we give it up one more time? There's a vision for Borman's expansion. Yeah. Woo! So listen, listen, Borman. Warren, you guys listen to this too. You might be sitting there saying, I like Borman just the way it is. I'm not one of the 80 people that were already here. I don't want a big room. And I want to say to you, I understand. Boy, do i understand i've had the pleasure of pastoring in in all kinds of rooms so we just kept getting bigger rooms and now we're in this one and i can tell you every size room has a pro and a con and there's always more pros than con and you might think man i don't know i love it just the way it is you'll love it even more when it expands but that's why connect groups are so important because connect groups take a bigger church and they make it small, and that's really the heart of God. You know, uh, the early church met in in a big group, and then they met in homes, and that's just the plan of God, and it's awesome. So I want to say to you, you'll be so happy uh, as, as the expansion happens. We still have enough room right where you're at, so you'll keep growing in your current facility, but I, there, there is a partial step we can take, and Pastor Graham and Joe They thought this through and and here's that step. I'll share it with you. They'll say more in the weeks to come, but it's just paying off that house. And and here it is, guys, take a look at this. The house and the property was 180,000, that mortgage being paid by the rent. Uh, And then the startup loan was an extra loan that they had to take in order to start. And so you see 180, 123, it comes out to 303,000. And if you wanna give to that, you just give to the Boardman Capital. So, So let me tell you this. Somewhere in the future, I don't know what year, 2021, 20, we're not sure, we'll see. When we go to a bank, they're going to say, well, you got to have that paid off first. So we thought, well, let's give the people of Borman an opportunity to give above their regular giving. So whatever you give, begin to pray God with what I have, what can I give above? And just begin to give above. Can I say something else? I say this to the Warren campus too. There are also people in the congregation right now that you have the gift of a giver. That's like volunteering to be in the lobbies and, and hosting. There are people that they're, they're very gift is to give and people that have the gift of giving, they had the gift of making money because you can't give without money. And there might be one or two of you, you're gonna write a check for 100, 300,000 and you'll pay that baby off quick. And, and you might say, well, what happens if it's paid off? All the rest of the money goes towards the new building and you'll be socking it away, getting ready to do what you need to do. We gotta do it one more time because this is a state of believers, the state of the church. Warren, can we celebrate with Borman? Borman can you celebrate one more time? It's amazing. Yay. Okay. I'm not on coffee, by the way, or decaf but no caffeine. Now I want to talk Warren. Bourbon, you can celebrate with us, okay? Uh, BC Warren Traditional Church. This is what we're going to do in 2020, and we're really, really excited about it. But I want to make sure everybody knows the vision of traditional church. Um, we will add another service. It will be the traditional church. Uh, I'll talk about the chapel, but we're going to start it actually right here in our next gen. That's our student room. We'll be starting. I'll give you that timeline in just a moment. But I just want you to hear uh, what traditional is all about. I saw someone in the lobby. They were so excited. They said, we're already part of the traditional team. They have a heart for it. But here's what it is. Um, because we're on TV, we get a lot of visitors. And, and, and for the last eight years, maybe more, uh, people will see me in the lobby. They say, hey, we watch on TV our first time here. And man, we love you. But this isn't, this isn't our worship style. And so we're not going to be back, but we just wanted to say hi. And I thought, well, that's fine because this is what God's called us to be. And, and it wasn't, I wasn't that bothered by it. And I just want to make sure you guys know that. This is what I love. BC Borben Warren, our worship team, and everything that we have here with worship. I like the lights, the screens, and all of it. And I feel that it's culturally relevant. And we don't do this enough, but since we're in a clapping mode, can we thank our worship team, the tech team, everybody else that helps them? Yeah. Give it up, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Woo! But here's what starts happening inside me. I start saying, God, I want to reach them too, but I know I can't reach them because they like high church, they like traditional church, they like the hymns, they like the piano or the organ. And I I just began to think, well, I can't get to them. And then it just grew in my heart but you know what? I could do a service where we give them that. So that's what traditional church is. It's not for you. I don't want people in our that are already here to transfer there just because you like that style. I love you guys, but I don't love you enough to add a forced service to the weekend. Okay? But I do love you. I do. I do it on screen for you. But I am. You know. But I. I, I feel I have to do this live because they're traditional, and and so. Uh, here's what it's going to look like just real quick. We'll probably do three hymns or hymn-like songs. It'll be just a piano or an organ. And then uh, at the end of worship, I'll say the Our Father because they're used to a rote prayer like that. It's a good prayer. And then we'll have communion every week. And who knows? I've been thinking about it. I might even put on a robe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But probably not. But, but, but I've thought about it. I, I have thought about, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Probably it won't happen. So, so. Here we go, here we go. You ready? So I'm convinced that there are people listening right now that you have a calling to help us do that. Pastor Dom and Tony are right here in our front row. They'll be the campus pastors. And and you may feel like I have a passion for that group of people and I want to reach them. So uh, we'll, give you, we'll show you in a moment what you can do to become part of the team. And so here's... here's now. The Church of God came to us. Here's a, just a rendering of the chapel. It's, it's right on Shenley, Caddy Corner Us. And uh, they came to us and said, hey, we closed our church. You guys, want We're gonna put this building for sale. Would you like first shot? And we said, yeah, because I've been praying for almost 20 some years. Every time I passed that church, I said, God, I'd love to get my hands on that. I didn't, I didn't want the church to shut. I wanted them to grow so big they had to move. But, but they came to us. And so what was crazy is, we settled on a price, but we had designated funds that you know somebody gave for something like that. So we paid cash for it, which is amazing. And Orban warned, we should give it up one more time whenever you can pay cash for something. <laughs> Woo! Makes me want to get Pentecostal. Okay, okay, so, so here we go, here we go. Now, a little partial step we can take. We're, we're not going we're, we're gonna to start in this building, so it, we're not doing it, and we, we can start before this happens. But I thought, hey... All of us have a passion to reach those people, don't we? Whether we have a passion to do church like that, don't we wanna reach the lost? So uh, we thought we could get that room ready. So it, 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 it's, there's, it just needs a lot of work. So let me just show you these numbers. Uh, to renovate it, uh, we'll need 180,000. That's what the architect figured out. He drew us just preliminary drawings, and then we need to add parking, so it's about 60 grand to add and, and repay. and then 55,000 for furnishings. There's no pews. We have to buy pews. No stained glass. We're going to put stained glass in, and and so as we do all that, uh, we'll get it ready. But we'll build it up over here, uh, which will be awesome. So here's what I'm asking the Warren campus. I'm just asking you to prayerfully consider giving above your regular giving. You did an awesome job last year with the parking lot. And just give a little bit above. And some of you that are gifted to give, put some big chunks in there. And then by the time we grow that congregation, we will be ready, man. We'll be ready to just walk into that building. And did I say, I don't think I said, that building will also be the BC Wedding Chapel and it will be the BC Chapel for funerals. So that's pretty, pretty cool. So just to let you know, here's the timeline for BC uh, traditional. We will begin BC traditional services in the Next Gen Sanctuary. Uh, we have an interest meeting in Next Gen Sanctuary Sunday, February 9th at noon. Please RSVP to believers, even if you can't make it, but you want to be part of the team. So that's not next week, Super Bowl Sunday. It's the week after, right after this service, we'll, we'll be there. Borman, thanks for celebrating this part with us. Here's when we're going to begin. It will be what we call a soft launch. Sunday, April 12th. That's Easter, guys. We'll begin preview services. That means we'll have our services. Uh, It will never stop once we begin. And we won't advertise. We're just going to build our teams and get ourselves ready. And then BC Traditional Service will launch fall of 2020. So sometime September, early October this year. And Warren, and Borman, I'm excited about New Harvest. I'm excited. You know, we're one of the oldest counties in, in Ohio. And because we're an older county, we have a lot of traditional people that don't know Jesus. And I'm so excited we're going to have a place for them to come and to grow them and to save them. And so one more time, Borman and Warren, can we just say thank you, God, for vision? Thank you that we're going somewhere. We're headed there. Woo! So let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father. As I pray, TCI, Borman, Warren, there are people that you have been dealing with their hearts through this message. You probably have been dealing with their hearts way before this message. And Lord, all of us with our heads bowed, we say, Lord, show me. Am I one of those leaders of connect groups? Am I a host home? Where should I volunteer? Lord, I want to help this church disciple people, bring people into the kingdom. So our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. What I'm asking you to do is not follow me, but follow Christ and yield to what he's dealing with your hearts and take those next steps, guys. It will change your life forever. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. We're going to stay in this state of just allowing God to speak to us. We're going to stay in prayer. But you know what? TCI, Borman, Warren, I heard guys, I heard people got saved last night at TCI. I'm so excited about that. And, and you, you know what? You know what? With heads bowed, eyes closed, maybe you're listening. You say, I'm not so sure I ever, ever accepted Christ. It's one thing to know him in your head, but we're talking about opening your heart up to him. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whoever believes in me will not perish, but receive everlasting life. He said, if you call on my name, I'll save you. So I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm not asking you if you're water baptized as a baby or an adult. I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. Here's what I'm asking. Have you made it real and personal with Jesus? So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're listening, you say, I don't know. I I don't remember. Then you didn't, because you'll remember. So I want to ask you right now, if you're ready, you say, would you pray with us? All of us will help you. And just pray and mean it from your heart. So guys, can we help them pray? TCI Borman Warren, let's help them pray. Just say this after me. Say, Father, I realize I was born sin-stained and I need a savior. And this day I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. You came to the earth You died for my sins and the sins of the entire world. I receive you as my Lord. And this day, I make you Lord of my life. And I make a decision to follow you. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook.